Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. This is episode 111. It's March 19th. Um, yeah, I just wanted to check in. I have a lot more peace and calm and gentleness available to me because I've been going to... Um, I've been attending Zoom meetings. I've been going to my regular 12-step meetings on both coasts um, over Zoom, and that's been so helpful. So if any of you feel like, you know, um, Skype-type meetings aren't going to hit the same, um, this is just a plug to say that they really, really help. Um, And that goes to all sorts of things like the difference a phone call can make in your day, even when you really want to hug, like that phone call still, it might not scratch the itch in exactly that way, but um, it helps. And a phone call is cool because one phone call helps two people. Um, I've been hearing a lot of people saying they feel like a burden uh, because they live alone and everyone else seems to be holed up with partners or families. Um, but yeah, like just calling someone and asking how they're doing is an act of service and it's just an invitation for that person to lean on you, which opens up an invitation for you to lean on them when you need to. And so phone calls are super scary. Um, and I relate to that, but this is also just a plug for phone calls and neither of these things are prescriptive. They're just like little... Yeah, they're just little um, post-it memos if you need them. Um, I love that this is the moment where the street behind me gets really loud, so apologies for the background noise. Um, Speaking of people with families, I'm seeing a lot of people struggle uh, because their kids are outside of school and they're having to sort of um, occupy them all day long and Um, yeah, it's like that time where everything on Instagram feels compare and despair. It's like, oh, this person has a yard, like, fuck them. Or like, oh my God, this person has a corgi, like, fuck them or whatever. Um, and I am not immune to that. So it's something I'm trying to just be mindful of so that I don't identify with those feelings of jealousy. And then at 4 PM, I'm like, I feel angry. Why is that? Um, But yeah, like we are sort of holed up with people. In my case, um, you know, my partner and I are in a one bedroom apartment in Los Angeles instead of our home in New York, just because we came out here for work. And now we're just staying here as a cautionary measure. Um, And it's hard. It's like almost, you know, it's like, It's like you just have this like teammate now and you're on this team and you're sort of like facing a global pandemic together. And I was texting with a friend who was um, just sort of venting about their roommate situation because that's also like your teammates all of a sudden and you're just on this spaceship together and you're sort of trapped and that's always really stressful and hard and I'm trying to find gratitude and grace and compassion um, because everyone deals with things differently. It's interesting, like I was talking to my partner about 
the sort of secret silent belief that we have um, and the story that we're telling ourselves in terms of what's going to happen to us like ourselves if we get sick and I realize that like my underlying secret suspicion is that I totally believe that I am going to get coronavirus but my addict's exceptionalism or just self-delusion is that like I already have it I don't know if this is true at all and this is more fantasy that I feel like I'm going to be asymptomatic. I don't know if that's a birth order thing. I don't know if that's like a Sagittarius thing. I don't know where that's coming from. I don't know if it's an addict thing, but it's it's this like belief I kind of have in my heart that dictates a whole swath of my operating system. And my partner, on the other hand, feels like they don't have it yet, but they will get it and they will have awful, awful like lung pulmonary issues organ failure just issues for the rest of their lives and it was actually really interesting to talk about because it gives you a little bit of understanding where the other person is coming from and it's always shocked me that everyone doesn't share my opinion on everything and when they don't I really want to fight them and it makes me really angry and that's definitely my addict um there's a saying where it's like you're a piece of shit in the center of the universe where you're you're obsessed with thinking that everyone's obsessed with you And not only are they obsessed with you, they, like, hate you. Like, that's just kind of an underlying principle that, like, you know, really colors my viewpoint and the way I treat people and act in the world. But, yeah, like, everybody is coming to this unifying global pandemic with different trauma maps and different stories and different baggage And I'm seeing so much shaming in terms of how other people deal with it. And listen, I'm not saying that like the Gal Gadot like singing thing or the Vanessa Hudgens Instagram live thing is like cool. I'm not saying that at all. It's just, I'm just saying that for me, I'm trying not to burn up energy, hating people for coping in the ways that they're coping. Um... Yeah, again, I still judge heavily science deniers and people who just don't seem to fundamentally understand how flattening the curve works. But yeah, so basically I too am like pointing fingers and being like selfish or like all that. I'm just saying it it requires a lot more energy than perhaps I have in this moment. And so I am just inviting cautiousness in terms of like how I'm expending some of that energy because it takes so much energy to be just as sad as I am in this moment. And I'm really sad. Like, the grief is pretty consistent. Like, I'm finding myself rewinding back to happier times and, like, bargaining. Like, with, I don't know, like, this, like, God that I used to have who was, like, Catholic and kind of, like, fire and brimstone and like punitive and like hell exists for a reason and heaven is a bonus and purgatory may as well be you know all this stuff and I'm realizing that like there's this like you know this like ticker tape in the bottom of my thoughts that's like you know if I can have that back and if I can like have it back as freely as I had it then like you know trips to northern Italy and like you know different moments on the beach or whatever like if I could just have that back then I'll be better or then I'll appreciate it or then I won't be as dissociative or then I won't be like resentful or angry or like 
a, you know, like a real bitch to my partner, you know, all this stuff. And like, I'm realizing that that bargaining and that rumination isn't really serving me either. Um, another thing that I am just sort of realizing is I'm hearing a lot of the people in my life who, you know, are classic New Yorkers, super impatient, super um, ambitious, super driven, kind of going nuts in this time of like universal stillness. And I'm, and I'm hearing this. And so I'm realizing I have it too, which I'm like, by the time this is over, I'm going to be able to do this many push-ups, or like, by the time this is over, I'm really trying to learn this other language or just like some stuff. And like, it's almost like setting myself up. It's it's two things. It's like I'm setting myself up for this like very weird failure because I'm not inspired to do a thousand things every time I wake up. I mean, I really want to. The desire to lose myself to black out on work is very there, but by the time I'm sitting at the keyboard, it's just not available in the same way and I'm getting really upset with myself. So I'm just aware that I'm like making all these promises so that I'm going to be new and improved and all the stillness time isn't going to be quote wasted. And I don't want to feel late and I don't want to feel wrong with however I do end up actually in reality dealing with this because I've never dealt with something like this before. And so I just want to be aware of that and share that awareness in case you're doing the same thing. Like I feel like for me, I'm setting myself up for failure if you're setting small goals for personal morale and like being able to meet those little goals in a day are really good for you then I completely think that's amazing and I and I certainly have that with other things but probably not like learning three new languages or doing like a trillion push-ups and like you know like all this other stuff or like getting two scripts finished or my next novel is going to be finished because what else am I doing like that stuff just doesn't feel I just know that stuff isn't gentle for me and the other thing that is more seductive and just like the actual impetus and the goal for wanting to have these goals is that I hate reality right now it's intolerable and so I really think that abandoning my body abandoning my family and just like running away in like workaholism is gonna somehow like anesthetize me but also protect me but the other part of that is I think it'll make the time go faster. And that goes back to the whole false control thing that creates suffering, which is that there's reality and there's what I think I can change. And me dis- being disappointed and angry in that I can't change something is just going to like lead me right back to a lot of my di- addictive behaviors and a lot of suffering and unhappiness. So I'm trying not to do that either. Um, So yeah, like this is a time for gentleness. It is a time for stillness. And I fucking suck at it. So I'm just trying to be compassionate and patient with with myself that I don't just run headlong into like all of these projects that are done with like urgency and like need and speed and all that because I know it won't change coronavirus even though that's what I sort of think it will. Um... So yeah, if you feel late for any projects that you decided you have to finish, um, I just invite some like 
patience and compassion around that and maybe even talking about it or writing about it so you sort of are aware of some of the failures you might be setting yourself up for. Um, Also just a reminder for compassion with your teammates in this time. I'm seeing a lot of people online talk about their kids as coworkers or their pets and that's really entertaining but you know this is like I don't know like some survivalist like nature shit which I suck at and you just have these teammates and they have their neuroses and their anxieties and like their risk averseness might be different from yours like I really feel willful and really want to order like a takeout order from a restaurant and you know like that doesn't feel safe for my partner certain days and I have to honor that and like spending the whole day obsessing about them being angry and resentful and like totally passive aggressive about that isn't going to change coronavirus which I think it will it'll give me something busy to do while I'm waiting it out it's just that it's not going to make me happy and it's not going to make my partner feel safe and it's not going to make them happy either so yeah just a reminder that maybe maybe the things that other people are doing that make you crazy and seem completely fucking insane is actually the only thing that they know how to do in this moment to keep them safe and maybe maybe it's not a moral issue and maybe we can just receive that and know confidently that the things that we're doing to feel safe because of our own issues and stories totally make your other teammates completely batshit bananas because it looks crazy and insane Um, and they're forgiving you for a ton of stuff that you think you deserve a parade for um, in terms of you forgiving them it's pretty mutual so yeah as insufferable as we find someone else we are definitely insufferable to them (laughs) so maybe just yeah some patience Um, thinking of all of you have a gentle day